Draymond Green is reportedly expected to return to the Golden State Warriors facility. The last time he made an appearance on the court was on December the 12th. They played 12 games without him, won seven of them, including five in a row, and also suffered three-three losses recently. You could tell that the Warriors tried to use Green's suspension as a turning point to make a change. The question is, did it work? Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am your host Li Xiang. Before Green's latest suspension, he played 15 games for the Warriors, and they won seven of them. Lost five of the eight ones that he didn't play. At least during his current suspension, they have a relatively better winning percentage. Not by much, though. The changes Coach Steve Kerr made included benching Andrew Wiggins, benching Clay Thompson during clutch time, starting Brandon Pazemski, starting Jonathan Kuminga, starting Trace Jackson Davis, and starting Chris Paul. Let's start with Wiggins. He was definitely motivated after having to play off the bench. He averaged 13.9 points and went to the free throw line 3.6 times per game, better than getting 12.1 points and 2.8 free throws per game when he was still in the starting lineup. Playing as a backup didn't make him shoot better, but enabled him to play with better aggression and resolution. At least now, he dares to make more moves on the offensive end and is more agile on defense. Though Wiggins is still not the human 18 points he used to be, it's a start for him to either go back to the right track, or to look more valuable than he used to be as part of a package for trade together with his four-year and $109 million contract. The next is Clay. In spite of all Clay's poor performances, you know, terrible shooting choices, poor defensive work and attitude, Kerr still didn't bench him. Well, not technically. Maybe to protect his feelings as one of the founding brothers of this champion squad, but that didn't mean there's nothing Kerr could do to remind Clay of the situation he is facing at the moment. Clay recently revealed to reporters that he and Kerr had a great conversation that helped him relax a lot. He said, and I quote, "Sometimes I forget just how successful, how lucky I have been to be a part of the championship teams, All-Star games, and gold medals. You want to get back to that level so badly, you can kind of get in your own way, and rather than forcing it." We had a conversation about just enjoying this last chapter of my career. How lucky I truly am to still be playing this game, doing it at a high level, and being a better mentor for these young guys, and leading by example, and having my energy right every game. He helped me realize if I do have negative energy, how that affects the team in a poor manner. We had a great conversation, and that just helped me change my whole mindset and forget about shooting splits, points per game, or All-Star games, just to enjoy being in this Warriors uniform and appreciate what we have built, because it's such a rare opportunity for any professional athlete to be part of so much success. Apparently, the talks between Clay and Kerr are very heartwarming and likely helped Clay shrug off some of his pressure. But it didn't solve 
one of the deepest problems the Warriors face. Today's Clay Thompson is no longer good enough to be a core member of a competitive, or as the Warriors prefer to call themselves, a champion team. Thompson averaged 16.9 points and 3.2 triples at 37.8% per game by Thursday this season. When he could ring shots from outside, he still made significant contributions on the court, but the problem is he is not the consistent shooter that he used to be anymore. When he shot 1 for 11 from downtown, he wasn't just hurt the team offensively. For him to heat up, they had to stand his bad shooting choices, the breaks, and the fact that he couldn't guard any athletic perimeter scorer in today's NBA. Then can Thompson stop shooting like this? Well, no. Because he has been playing like this during his career, and like I said, when he could make shots, it still worked. Besides, he's trying to earn a big contract extension, which takes good stats as leverage on the table. Thompson's situation in the Warriors is not complicated, but considering their history, plus the team's culture, it's hard to imagine that one day Curl will try something harsher than benching him during the clutch time, maybe once a month. Now to the Warriors' young players. The team has been trying to implement this two-track team-building policy for years, meaning that they both want to stay competitive and need their rookies to grow well and fast to make contributions. It's a failure, despite that they won the NBA championship in 2022. Some youngsters are the lab, like James Wiseman and Jordan Poole. Those who are still here are still suffering. The first is Moses Moody. He didn't play in three straight games against Dallas, OKC, and Denver. Neither did he play against Detroit in the first three quarters. Somehow, Curl decided to send him to the court in the fourth period and then bench him again after he missed two corner threes. I'm not easily shocked by Curl's way of playing Moody since he was benched after going 4 for 4 outside the three-point line against the Kings in the playoffs last season but this time was an exception. If the coach doesn't want to use him, then don't. It's within his power. If he wants to give Moody a chance, he needs more than 5 minutes and 35 seconds to work. This trick of, I gave you an opportunity but you missed it, isn't going to do anything except discourage Moody. No wonder he's frustrated with his role. Well, Moody is not the only one unhappy with his situation in the Warriors. According to The Athletic, Kuminga has lost faith in Kerr. He started against the Nuggets on Thursday, shot 5-4-7 to get 16 points in less than 19 minutes. And then, he spent the final 18 minutes of the game sitting on the bench and watching his side blow an 18-point lead. It's not like the Warriors didn't need him, because they did need him when none of the teammates could stop Aaron Gordon from getting 15 points in the fourth quarter. At least Kuminga was the only one who looked able to match Gordon in size, power, and athleticism. And Curl didn't even want to try to use him. I know it's unfair to criticize Curl for not giving young players enough chances because rookie Pazemski is playing a major role in the team. Trace Jackson Davis is getting more time. 
but that's because they either fit Curl's type or offer something unique to the team. Bazemski has the potential to be a playmaker, which matters a lot when Draymond Green couldn't play. Jackson Davis is the only athletic and full-size center the Warriors have. Moody and Kuminga are different. They don't really compete with Pazemski or Jackson Davis for playing time. The Warriors want Moody to play as a 3D player, which means he erases Clay Thompson for the role. Kuminga carries the team's hope of a big forward who can attack off the dribble from the weak side, meaning he is categorized into Wiggins type. Now you see the problem. Like I said previously, Thompson cannot be removed from the starting lineup or play less, so there are no extra minutes for Moody. Wiggins now plays a smaller role, but sometimes Kerr wiped that role completely from the clutch time squad. Whether it's Wiggins or Kuminga, he didn't use either. To be fair, even today's Thompson is still better than Moody generally. Kuminga hasn't grown as good as Wiggins, not to mention better than him. So it makes sense that Kerr doesn't want the two young men to replace the veterans. But is it possible that Kerr's idea of having to keep Two playmakers on the floor, or having everyone do a little bit of everything, is wrong, or at least not very proper. Especially when he doesn't have the resources to support the implementation of his idea. I don't think Curl will change his basketball philosophy soon, but he's going to have to make a change with Paul because CP3 will undergo surgery next week. To fix his left hand fracture, Draymond Green's suspension meant the team needed a second orchestrator, so that's why Paul was added to the starting lineup. He averaged 13.3 points, five assists, and three triples at 63.2 percent in the four games he played as a starter recently. The Warriors won two of those games and couldn't blame Paul for the two losses. But Paul played as a starter at the beginning of this season. The reason that he ceased to do so was that putting two small guards on the court at the same time hurt their defense badly. The Warriors are already one of the smallest teams in the NBA. They can't afford to further cut their size. The NBA reinstated Draymond Green after he was suspended for 12 games. His return should fix some of the Warriors' problems and make some new ones. Back to our question at the beginning. Did the Warriors' changes work? Well, yes, but not completely in the way they had expected them to. Personally, I think the Warriors should give up this season, and probably Clay Thompson if they can't agree over extension this summer. Everyone keeps talking about not wasting the final prime of Stephen Curry, but the truth may be that Curry's prime is over. He has slept a lot on defense. He's unable to finish efficiently under the hoop, and even if the Warriors decide to bet every asset they have, which by the way is not much, to trade for the third star player, let's say Pascal Siakam, Zach Levine, or Dejounte Murray, I think what the Phoenix Suns are going through this season should teach them a good lesson: that giving up the future for an uncertain present is unlikely to end well. For the Warriors, I think today is already gone. Period. They should deal with it, or at least not blow their future for some false hope. 
And that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. See ya.